Did you know the global apparel market is valued at $3 trillion and accounts for 2% of the world's gross domestic product? They are selling honey and y'all are buying. People of color have always been tastemakers, trendsetters, and style and fashion. But do we see ourselves being represented in fashion media? We drop major coins on hair, makeup, and clothes. Our essence is all over some of the major fashion brands. But when it comes to marketing, we may still be sitting on the back of the bus, y'all. Our guest in the Style Lounge is Shakela Forbes-Bell. She has a blog called Psychology of Fashion, and she has a master's degree under the same heading. She's joining us from London. Welcome to the Style Lounge, Shakela. Hello, thanks for having me. We're happy to have you. This is awesome. Shakela, I have to ask you, what are you wearing? Well, right now I'm working <laughs> from home. So I threw on my ASOS lounge kind of coordinated set because I always think it's so important to be comfortable when you're doing something important. <laughs> so I always make sure I try to dress as comfortable as possible because if something's a bit tight or something's a bit sticking me here or there, I just know the output is not going to be correct. So comfort first, in my opinion. Well, that's perfect for the style lounge because the style lounge is mm-hmm. all about comfy. <laughs> so we're going to jump right into it. You have a master's degree in psychology of fashion. First, congratulations on that. Your graduate, you so yeah, that's awesome. Your graduation picture went viral. That's how we found you on Instagram. Shout out to the IG. <laughs> explain, <laughs> explain your research and what you have learned about the psychology of the fashion industry, specifically when it comes to diverse marketing or the lack thereof. So the reason I wanted to get into the psychology of fashion was really because I did my undergraduate degree in psychology and I was always interested in social psychology, first impressions, impression management and the link between clothing and race and the factors that those play into when you go and interact with someone. I've been quite devastated with the kind of portrayals of black men and women in the media, in mainstream media, and I wanted to see um, whether the way that we've been portrayed in the media and how when we contact people in real life and we interact with them and based on first impressions, their clothing, their race, how does that impact the way we interact with these people. So I just wanted to take my research further and lucky enough I was successful in getting onto the Psychology of Fashion Master's course at London College of Fashion. And I decided to focus my research more on representation in the media because I just felt it was important growing up. I was used to kind of be drawn into the people on TV that looked more like me and I used to find it quite exciting to see that. And I found it shocking that I was excited because it was a rarity. And I wanted to see how we could use psychology to kind of uncover more research um, behind how people react to representations of themselves within the media and how we can use these findings to promote increased diversity, specifically within fashion, because as you mentioned before, fashion is incredibly pervasive. It's something in which we all engage in on a day-to-day basis, whether we kind of admit or are aware of it or not. Are there many colleges that have this um, major available where you can get your master's in psychology of fashion? 
Um, London College of Fashion in the United Kingdom was the first course in the world to provide the Masters in Psychology for Fashion. But um, since I've been interacting with people on social media and people have been talking to me about the course, I found out that um, FIT in the States, they might be offering something quite similar. So I think um, this course has really kind of started that gaining popularity and I think other colleges maybe across the world might be starting to engage with it soon so hopefully it can be a bit more broadly available. Yes that would be awesome because since you went viral you're going to have other young ladies that's going to be seeking. Yes I I have actually so it's a shame I can only offer so much information on the blog so just the ability for kind of to get that desire out there and to introduce people to this topic so they'll be able to afford it to people in different yeah, that would be in the world. exactly. We talked briefly before the show about avoiding tokenism. Can you go into yes. that a little bit? I think it's important when we're promoting diversity and we're promoting inclusion, obviously, to avoid instances of tokenism. So tokenism, as I'm sure we all know, is just um, instances where we're just kind of placing a black person into a kind of media representation just for the sake of it. And studies have reported that um, ethnic minority consumers, they're actually aware of um, these instances. They're aware of their simply just being kind of of, they're simply being catered to kind of off the cuff. They're not really being targeted on a kind of on a genuine level. And instances of tokenism are kind of noted from ethnic minority consumers. We tend to shun, we tend to shun these brands, and we tend to kind of resist them. And we've seen certain instances like um, with Sheer Moisture recently, where we find that their core base is women of color or ethnic minorities. Um, however, they they fail to kind of showcase us in our fullest extent um, within their fashion media and they, that caused a huge uproar especially in the, the the power of social media these days like black people black um, consumers we have a voice and we are using it in our droves and she so brands like that they faced backlash so it is important um, for brands to avoid this at all costs and the only way they can truly engage with minority consumers is to have minorities working behind the scenes, um, driving the content, producing genuine content. What has your research shown you about the psychologic effects of exclusion? Um, So, well, essentially my research has shown that um, minority representation in mainstream media has an important byproduct in its ability to legitimize and publicize the existence of often ignored ethnic minority groups. So in such an increasingly racially diversified population, racially inclusive media is necessary to positively impact society as a whole. And in a sense, examining how minority groups are portrayed in advertising can provide information of how minority groups are viewed as society at large. So I can say from personal experience growing up, not seeing a, like a load of black women that look like me in the media, you do kind of have that kind of instance where, mm, am I pretty enough? Or um, if I look like this, or if my skin was like that, if my hair was straight like this, um, how will I be perceived? Will, will things be better for me? I'm wondering if there's any examples of any brands doing it right. Yes, I think so. I think um, Oliver Roosting with Balmain, he is doing incredibly well. He's just um, released a new collection, I think it's a new collaboration with Mac, and they're just sending a huge amount of diverse models on the runway. And we saw Dolce & Gabbana, um, mm-hmm. they were doing a whole showcase in their last runway show of real, yeah, real they life are. models. Yeah, they are. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, I love Dolce a lot for that. Yeah. Yes, they included and kind of people of all age ranges mm-hmm. as well of all different um, minority backgrounds. Because so that's the that real world. Amazing. Yeah. They, yeah. They've done an awesome mm-hmm. job and, and making it feel very authentic and genuine. Mm-hmm. Hold that thought. Yo, so Fashion Week is coming up very soon, like the second week in September. I wonder what I'll be wearing. I'm already invited to a couple of shows um, I plan on attending. So I think I'm going to be rocking some of my OTG essentials. Oh, right. Y'all didn't know I had a clothing line. Check out OTGessentials.com. So, Shakayla, let me ask you this. What are some of your favorite brands? Some of my favorite brands. Well, I'm, I'm very much a high street girl. So <laughs> I call myself like a high street warrior. So I like to um, shop at the Zara's, the ah. top shops, the H&M's, the mm-hmm. River Islands. Yeah, I love that. But if I was to talk more about luxury brands, then yeah, I am a fan of, of the Gucci's, the Louis Vuitton's. I do like um, Stella McCartney. She does an amazing um, Henry job. Holland. Yes. He's another British designer that I'm fond of. Um, Ashish. And he's a designer that showcases that London Fashion Week. And he um, always makes a point to show um, diverse models on the runway. And I just love the, the kind of glitchy, the sequence, the show-stopping outfits that he produces. Um, Shane Olivia with Hood by Air. I love that kind of tough, that tough um, aesthetic. I think that's just fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I could really go on and on. Yeah, I know. Um, but those are some of my favorites. I would like to know, mm-hmm. what was the last event you got dolled up for? The last event? <laughs> she was like, um, Okira? <laughs> what is the last um, event? Do you attend any of the fashion shows as a blogger when you're there? And I haven't. I haven't. Do you know what's funny? I only London. recently started blogging. So I've been so focused on just producing content, producing research, like doing collab interviews. I've had hardly any time to get out there and actually go to events. So I've just been doing a lot of writing. So if you're seeing me, it will be mostly behind a laptop. <laughs> and you're comfy. Um, yeah, but yes. Yes, yes. But um, I did um, manage to go to uh, a few workshops this year. So there's a workshop called Fashion Bites. It's a panel kind of discussion. And it, um, on the panel was um, Ade Hassan. She was the founder of Nubian Skin. And that was an amazing event because she talked a lot about um, colorism and fashion. And I did an interview with her actually on the blog um, that just talked a lot about how in, um, in certain trend-led um, oh how skin turning nude is the new trend and she made a statement of saying well we don't we don't turn brown for the season like our color is not a trend like you need to embrace us fully and you need to showcase us in a way that's genuine and authentic exactly. um so that's that cool. i got i definitely got thought of for that because i consider her as one of my idols <laughs> oh nice so i need you to do one little thing for me i need for you to please see if you can interview um Oswald Boutang, who is one of my favorite men tailored designers. He used to be in the States and he's no longer here. And I've been stalking him lately for a couple of my clients. So, yeah, you find him incredible, Mm -hmm. incredible designer. Mm -hmm. I work um, for a menswear brand, actually. I'm a PR and marketing manager for Kent Wang. One other thing we talked about. Is people of color being psychologically affected by not seeing themselves in ads? Yeah, well, yeah, some research I found was qualitative research. It was produced by a psychologist called Milky. Um, he found that this underrepresentation is having an impact on young girls in 
um, specifically, they find themselves um, kind of feeling like they're being, like we mentioned before, underrepresented. A lot of the times when people fail to see themselves reflected in media, um, they feel like certain things or certain products or certain kind of avenues are not for them. That's causing like, harm on our self-concepts, how we view ourselves as, how we view ourselves as beautiful, how we view ourselves as aspirational figures. I think that people in general were making waves in terms of fashion, in terms of beauty, in terms of hair industry, in terms of entertainment behind the scenes. I mean, in British film, we have Edward Enninfall, that's um, coming creative director, same with um, Teams, we have Elaine there. Um, so there are instances where we are seeing um, that people coming more to the forefront. And I'm hoping that that will have a positive impact on our self-concepts and how we view ourselves. How do you feel diverse communities can benefit from this outreach? They can benefit personally in terms of um, improving how they see themselves within society. Um, I think they can also benefit like financially. Um, so my research specifically, it was talking about how consumers respond to instances um, where they're seeing models of the same race as them reflected in media advertising. And it found that actually black um, people are more likely to spend more money and to engage with brands more and to see brands as more trustworthy if they are represent if they are, feel that they are represented in those adverts so a lot of the times when um when maybe black owned businesses or brands or people people of color are kind of getting into the fashion industry they feel that they have to cater to um white audience in order to kind of get to that next level but research would suggest that if you do kind of stay true to your core values and kind of maintain your core audience made up of ethnic minorities, then you will become successful because, um, like you mentioned earlier, we are one of the highest kind of spenders in discretionary purchases. So we're the ones that we're buying the luxury items, we're buying the makeup, we're buying the hair, we're buying the, we're buying the clothes. We are spending money. So I think it's important for brands to engage with that or kind of even on a small scale like individual um, creators um, black and ethnic minority creators engage with um, people from your culture because they will support you and you in turn will make money and and that money can go maybe stay within the community and kind of just grow financially as a culture and as an ethnic group so now you just started the blog it's been up how long now it's been up, I think it's coming up to a year soon, so I probably need to do something a bit special for the for the anniversary, yes. <laughs> I start so after the post went viral and I had a lot of people coming up to me and asking me, What is this? Like I don't understand, I didn't know those two go together. I thought, you know what, I have so much research, so many essays, like so many different pieces I've written just sitting here on my laptop, I'm going to put them together in one place. So shortly after I um, the post went viral, I just went ahead and started to create the blog. Um, so I think, yes, it's coming up to... It's coming up to 12 months now, and I've been really fortunate. Um, I've been able to write for Marie Claire. I've been featured in Who, What, Where, and I've written for ID or Walks Beyond the Catwalk. I've had a, I've had a good one so far, and I'm just hoping to kind of um, promote the blog more and just get people um, more interested and hopefully get people to understand a lot. Because I'm sure you see on some of the posts, there's been a lot of, oh, what is this? Like, this is not even real. Um, there's a lot of people questioning. So I just hope that the blog can it can expand just to kind of give people that knowledge give people that that insight yeah you went viral and people wanted to know more before you go 
Tell us what you have going on. I'm hoping to add a, more of a style section to the blog, so work and collaborate with more stylists and more makeup artists to look at more research into fashion and style and beauty because I feel like that is very well received. I did a style edit on the color psychology of the color pink, um, which I also worked with with Marie Claire on, um, and that was very well received. And it just looks about um, different research about the color pink and how it affects us. So, and I just yeah, I, I made a, a few couple of shots with different my favorite pink looks um, so I hope to do more of that and I just really want to expand the blog I'm looking for collaborators um, psychology students and fashion enthusiasts just get involved let's just create a platform where we can where we can learn from each other where we can share the knowledge and just kind of introduce as many people to fashion psychology as, as possible you have given us a wealth of information thank you so much for being a part of the Style Lounge today thank you so much Akira lovely seeing Absolutely. Have a wonderful evening. The Style Lounge is executive produced by K.O. Banks Productions and is recorded at Rick D's Entertainment Studios in Burbank, California. Michael Motion is our engineer and editor. Music for the show is produced by Eric Dawkins for E-Flat Music Group. Style Lounge is produced by Unreal. Unreal. It's TV on the radio.